0: Welcome to Encompass Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. To share your story of what God has been doing in you and through you, take a moment to email us at amen at encompass.org.au. Enjoy today's message. What's going on? Fantastic to be here. Thank you very much for those kind words. You may take your seat. Is everyone excited to be at church today? Are you just saying that because I asked the question? A few giggles there. You know, you've got to respond the right way certain times in church, right? Um, But, you know, I'm excited to be here um, at at our Bandura campus. Um, Before we get started, I actually wanted to take this opportunity to to thank our senior pastors. This is my first time back here. Um, I must have did something right the last time, so I've got another invitation back. Um, But this is my first time back here with um, Pastor Jason and Pastor Alyssa as the senior pastors. Um, You know, they've been mentors of my wife and I for many years. Um, We've just so excited. We thank you. Um, You know, this morning he walks in, one child in one hand here, the other child down here, and he's still communicating to the teams. You know, that's the sort of leader that we're following. And my encouragement to each and every one of us is let's continue to get behind them. Let's support them. Because here's the thing. God's got his anointing on their lives and that anointing overflows from our senior pastors into our lives. And here's the amazing thing on top of that. We get to go out into our communities and that overflows into other people, especially unsaved people, reaching people for Jesus. So why don't we put our hands together for our senior pastors. Thank you. Um, We're going to pray and believe that God's going to um, move through this message. You know, I just had the sense that you know, God desires for his people to experience breakthrough. Um, so if you're here, and I like what Amdi was saying, you know, whatever you're doing in the waiting period, believing for your miracle, let's believe that God's going, don't lose hope. That's why we're here to encourage each other. But God will pull through for you. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we commit to you this time. We thank you for the amazing God that you are. But we pray that you prepare our hearts as your word comes forth that you would minister to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen, amen. Amen. So the title of my message is um, Pride and Humility. Everyone say pride Pride. and humility. humility. You know, um, I was preparing the message and I thought to myself, I went to a game at the MCG. Put your hand up if you've ever been to the MCG before. Fantastic place, great environment. And I went and watched the All Blacks win there against Australia, so it was actually pretty cool. But you know what? I was amazed that you know um, was that the atmosphere in the place was just so good. And I thought to myself, imagine if God's people just broke out like that, cheering, praising the Lord. And you know, So I got so excited preparing for this. And I thought to myself, you know, there was a Mexican wave that happened that time. So I, was, I had my camera like this. And when it came to me, my hands were going up. Put your hand up. You know what a Mexican wave is? Who's ever been part of a Mexican wave before? Awesome. Guess what? If you haven't, you're in luck today because we're about to do a Mexican wave. What do you reckon? Hey, it's all right to be happy in church. It's all right to have a good time. But check this out. I had this thought. Man, what if I jump onto my social media account and, you know, um, with all my five followers and believe that, you know, probably those five people are in the room. They're probably going to unfollow me after this. But I was thinking to myself, man, and then we just broke out, you know, into um, telling people out there on a social media platform how fun church is. Would you guys like to help me out with that? Are you sure? I know that we're in church, but you're allowed to have fun in church. So here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm going to have a little practice first, right? So what's going to happen is you don't have to stand up for this. Um, you stay seated. We don't want to fill out any incidents reports after because then I'll be in big trouble. But all you have to do is when my hand gets to where you are, you just have to raise both hands like this, and then you have to say, encompass, all right? But you have to say it like you're excited. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Alright, check this out. Here we go. This is how you're ready. Are you ready? I'm gonna go. Three, two, one, go! Alright, alright. Not bad, not bad. I reckon some people went in. Come on. <laughs> hey, it's an encompass. If you don't know you're at Encompass. So, you know, just letting you know that someone might ask you what you did in the weekend. Um, but we're going to try one more time. This time, I want you to be a little bit louder and act like you're excited because it's going to help the, um, my, my YouTube channel and all my followers. Okay, I'll get the camera out soon. Are you ready? Okay, three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Come on. Woo. It's like a workout up here. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be talking to my camera. Yeah, I'm just recording it for now. Um, then I want to say, it's fun to be at church. And three, two, one. When the camera gets to where you are, that's when you would go encompass and cheer real loud. Are you with me? Yeah. Whew, got to catch my breath. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's going on everybody? We're right here at Encompass. We want to let you know that it's super exciting to be at church. It's a place where we can connect and encounter God, but it's also a place where we can come and have a good time. So we're going to show you what a Mexican wave looks like during a church service while I'm preaching. Check this out. Three, two, one, let's go. All right, all right. If you're one of my five followers, please don't unfollow me. I want you to still be my friend after this. You know, thank you very much for taking part in that illustration. Um, I wanted to do that because, you know, I'm talking about pride and humility, right? But the thing with pride and humility is it takes place in the heart. Nobody can see it, can really see it, unless we start to, um, you know, act out the pride that we have in our heart, or maybe act out the humility that we have in our heart. But have a think about this. Imagine, I've, I've just finished telling you, I'm going to put it on there, I want people to be reached for Jesus, and when I put it on my, my, my social media account, and my five followers would press like, and they would share it, and, you know, more people might share it with the hope that someone else might see it that doesn't go to church, right? But deep down inside my heart, you saw where the camera was. My face was first. You guys were making me look better. And I could be thinking to myself, man, really the truth is I really wanted to glorify myself. I wanted to make sure that people out there can see me. This is what we do at church. And deep down in my heart, that was my intention. That there is pride. Because I'm trying to glorify myself. You know with that same process but in the same video clip if I was preparing this and I came to church and my heart's desire was to actually hope that there's somebody out in the community that would see this that they would be curious about what's going on at Encompass and they end up coming to church you know and my heart is pure before God you know that there is humility because my heart is trying to glorify God amen Do you know what actually happened for us in Craigieburn? There's this guy, one of our team members, you know, every morning we're setting up, he'll put a few clips up. And then, you know, sometimes after church or during worship, um, I know he's meant to be worshipping, but he puts a few clips up at the same time. And someone, one of his followers actually saw this, right? This new guy rocks up to church. And he comes in and our team get all around him. How did you find out about church? We're so excited that you're here. And he goes to us. um, You know, there's this guy who keeps sharing about Encompass. He keeps sharing about church. And it looks so fun. He became really curious. He wanted to come check it out. How good is that? By what you listen to this, it gets better than that. This guy comes. He's come a few times um, before. And then the guy that actually puts this on his social media, he didn't know. He wasn't at church that day. But then they met out on a different Sunday. We're leading up to the men's event. And this guy that puts it up on his social media, which I believe that he does it with a heart to let people know that he's living for Christ. Um, He pays for these two guys, this guy and his brother, who came one day came to the men's event, and they, you know, they were in the presence of God, they were set up with an opportunity to receive from God, they were, in, I'm sure they were encouraged, because everyone was that day, and they were worshiping amongst other people, and you see church, when we walk in humility with God, God can use the same thing that could bring pride, to actually bring humility, and reach other people for Jesus, he gets the glory, come on, let's put our hands together for our God, You know, um, put your hand up if you like taking selfies here. Do you know what a selfie is? I just did a selfie video. I had to Google what it was called, by the way. Um, you know, just photo, face the camera to you and um, take a photo of your um, beautiful face. But anyway, you know, I just got, I had to do a bit of research on selfies. And, um, you know, it's really sad to find out that, you know, it's actually a deadly passion for some people. In a sense where I looked at, man, I wonder how many lives have been lost with someone trying to take a selfie um, and losing their life in the process. You know, Um, we've had, the count is on 379, but I believe that more people, which is very sad to say, have lost their lives because people have gone to the extremes to just try to get the perfect photo. You know, people over the decades, you know, each year, tragic deaths happen, including things like falling off cliffs, being electrocuted, drowning, All in the pursuit of trying to get the perfect photo. I don't know about you, but when I think about that, as sad as the moment is, I've got to say there's got to be some sense of pride that's involved in that. Because why else would you go out to that extreme to take a photo of yourself with the risk of losing your own life? Which leads me to this question, then what is pride? Pride is actually putting yourself and your own selfish desires before God. It's the feeling of um, getting deep pleasure and satisfaction, which could result in one's achievements. It's also um, could be found in one's possessions that other people widely might admire. The Bible says in Philippians 3, verse 3, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. You know, everything that God has blessed us with, there's nothing wrong. He actually blesses us with these things for our enjoyment. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it and enjoying it. But here's where we can cross the line a bit. If we don't come to the realization that and, and admit that we only got the stuff for our enjoyment, we only achieved what we have in life because of God's help, then that's where we've crossed the line because we could easily think that we did that ourselves without God's help. You know, if we look into the Bible, we see that um, there are many characters who had pride. You know, if we look at the story of um, Lucifer, Satan, who became so prideful in his heart that he was actually, he wanted to be glorified above God, that he wanted to, uh, you know, because of he wanted to be glorified above God, he was casted out of heaven. The Bible says in Luke 10, 18, he replied, I saw Satan fall like light, fall like lightning from heaven. And then we have Eve, you know, who ate the apple of the tree of knowledge after being told by God not to eat it. You know, Genesis 3 verse 6 says, when the woman saw that the fruit of this tree was good for the food and pleasing to the eye, listen to this. And also desirable to gain wisdom, she took some and she ate it. We also see the story in the Bible of Nebuchadnezzar, who also became very prideful. He wanted to exalt himself above God. And even mentioned in the Bible something where he said, Is not this the great Babylon that I have built my royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? That very hour, listen to this, he was driven from men and ate grass like an oxen. His hair had grown like eagles' feathers and his nails like birds' claws. You know, the thing with Nebuchadnezzar is that he actually, seven years later, he came to his senses. And it says, the Bible says that he lifted his eyes to the heaven and his understanding was actually returned to him. He said, he has blessed the Most High. And praise and honor to him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. You see, all of the characters I just mentioned there, they all encountered pride. And I've got to say, pride never ends up well. Do you know that pride um, is something that opens the door to Satan? Having pride can always lead to some sort of destruction. In Isaiah 2 verse 12, it says, The Lord Almighty... Has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humbled. Which leads me to my next question Have you ever had pride and you didn't know it? You don't have to answer that out loud. But I'm going to tell you, you know, there was a moment where I actually had pride and I didn't know it. So I was entrusted with overseeing a team here at Encompass uh, many years ago. The person who was overseeing me at the time was Pastor Mark, and I used to meet up with Pastor Mark once a month, and he would encourage me, and I would go back into the ministry that I was in charge of, and my job was to encourage the team, and make sure that they're functioning and grow the team. And what I liked about it was, when I had these meetings with Pastor Mark, I would walk out and feel so encouraged, I feel like my muscles have grown at the same time when I walk out the door. Hopefully, it can still look like, does it look like i still got muscles or no? Anyway, moving right along in case pride comes while I'm preaching. But check this out. There was one time, Pastor Mike, like any leader, there's always moments where you're going to have to bring up a situation to correct someone, to let them know how they can do things better. So this this meeting, he decides to take me out for coffee, and I was like, oh, that's different. So go out for coffee, and he buys me this latte, and I'm sipping on the latte, and, um, you know... I think it was my third sip of the latte. We had the small talk, the first two sips. But on the third sip, I wasn't expecting it. And he said to me, you know, Colin, I just wanted to let you know that some people on the team were just saying that you're coming across too pushy and forceful. Now, remember this. I still got the third sip of coffee in my mouth. I'm sitting there thinking, does this come out or um, do I swallow this? So I was, I was actually really hurt by it. And um. You know, good news, I swallowed it along with my pride. Um, but as I swallowed it, I felt like in my heart, I was so hurt. I was like, I was trying to compose myself, and but my face was going all red at the same time. And then I was trying to talk to him calmly, and I go, oh, so, um, who was it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in my heart, I said, Pastor Mark, I just want to lay hands on them right now pray the power of God on that person. And then he's like, you know, don't worry about who it was. You know, that's not the point. The point is, um, you know, that we want to get better at the space and be self-aware. And I'm standing there thinking, okay, still trying to be calm about the whole situation, still hurt with this pride. And then um, as the conversation went in and I, I asked again, because I really wanted to know after that meeting was over. But, and I said, oh, so um, are you still able to tell me who it was? And he's trying to weave the conversation somewhere else because he doesn't want to tell me who it was, right? Um, and then he, goes, then he answers and he goes, oh, look, Colin, it's not, it wasn't one person, it was a few people. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, that answer's worse than what I was expecting. And then I was thinking, man, so it's the whole team that's angry at me. Here I am, I desire to build God's kingdom, go into this ministry thinking I'm doing a good job. But the difference was, on the receiving end, the people that I was meant to be leading weren't really accepting the way that I was coming across to them. But I had to do a lot of self-reflection on myself. I had to go back and anything else, Pastor Mark, was like this. I couldn't hear anything. I was like, in my head, I was just like, I just looked at his mouth, was just moving. And no sound was coming out. Because I was just really taken back by the situation. But, you know, I wanted to share with you, I overcame that situation by, I had to humble myself. I had to think, you know, I can't be angry at the team. I've got to go back in there, pray that God would help me. But what it did was, it helped me be more self-aware. There's moments in life when it becomes tense. Conversations can become tense anywhere in your life. And you have to, like, control yourself to a point where take that minute or two to calm down. And if you can't, you've got to do something to try to control it. Because this is what will happen. If you still say what you wanted to say and you're calm, it could come out calmly. And the person on the receiving end might actually accept what you're saying. And then there's greater peace in the whole process. Amen? Amen? That's my encouragement to you. I hope you're not looking forward to many meetings. Will you have coffee and sip the fruit sip? (laughs) But I wanted to share with you guys, um, you know, Joyce Myers, she said this about pride. She said, people who have pride, they don't know it. You know, they usually don't know it. So if someone was ever to write a book about pride, you wouldn't name it pride because the sales would go down. Because nobody, most people, don't actually think they have pride. But the thing was, she goes on to say that when people do have pride, Most people don't know it, but listen to this. She says everybody else can see it. You see, you could carry pride without even being aware of it, but everyone else around you can see that you are. So my encouragement to you is this. I'm going to show you a few ways um, where pride occurs in our lives, but I'm also going to um, give you some ways to overcome it. Is that okay? Feel free to take notes. Pride can occur when we struggle with the following ways, you know. When you struggle with receiving constructive criticism, like what I said with Pastor Mark, you know, it's a place where you have to actually self-reflect and tell yourself, what can I do different the next time? Because moving forward, can I tell you something? If he wasn't honest with me many years ago, I still use that strategy today. You know, where I'm calm, I have to calm myself down before I talk to people. And it actually helps the situation. So when you receive feedback from someone, you know, take it into account, humble ourselves, and it can help us moving forward to be better. The other thing is that pride can occur when you can't admit that you're wrong. You know, there's sometimes people can actually struggle with even saying it out loud. No matter how wrong and how much you know it, um, you know, you still struggle to actually admit out loud that you're wrong. But my encouragement to you, one of the things you can actually do is, You know, with practice, everything gets better with practice, right? When you are wrong with a small thing, you can try to admit that wrong. It's small. So over time, the more you practice it, you could become better and better at it. And it's a way of yourself humbling yourself and to be better. Pride can occur when you see yourself as being above others. You know, doing certain tasks that someone asks you to do, maybe it's at work, maybe it's at church. You know, someone could ask you to mop the floor. You know, someone might ask you to clean a certain space. And you could be thinking in your mind, who do you think you are asking me to do that? Do you know who I am? And you're not saying that out loud. The whole thing's happening in here. Um, But our actions could tell, like you could also be thinking, man, do you know my title? Do you know my position? You could be thinking that, do you know my education status? Do you know that you may be even seeing or looking at something that's less in your view that you shouldn't even be doing? But here's my encouragement to you. Do you know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? He's the greatest example for each and every one of us. He came on earth to serve, not to be served. So if that's his approach, come on, let's put our hands together for God right now. If that's his approach. That should be the same approach that we have to humble ourselves. Yeah. You know, or even sometimes whenever you could secretly look at someone and think to yourself, pride could enter your heart because maybe you're more educated than that person is. Maybe you've got better clothes than that person has. You know, many ways that pride could enter your heart. But my encouragement to us is, you know, try to stay humble with what we're going through. Be humble in that perspective. But you know, when you're humble, you can actually see things beyond, um, you know, ourselves other than what we see in ourselves. And you know, the Bible says, you know, be transformed in the renewing of your mind, you know, and let that be an encouragement to us for us to be transformed. If that's something that we're struggling with, pride can occur through an unwillingness to submit to authority. Now, God puts certain um, authority figures over our lives, you know, but... Same time, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's at church, you know, a way to overcome this is having a teachable spirit, being open to learning the lessons, and also looking at learning to take on instructions that someone might be giving. You know, the other thing is having an open heart towards submitting to your leaders. Can I say something? Sometimes leaders can ask something of you that you might find really hard to agree with. But I will surely tell you this, when you submit, when you humble yourself before your leader and you choose to serve whatever leader, whatever capacity you're at, whether it's at church or workplace, you know, God's hand moves in those situations. The Bible says in Jeremiah 9 verse 23, this is what the Lord says, let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. In James 4 verse 6, the Bible says that God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Which leads me to this question, what then is humility and why is humility so important? Why does it matter? Humility is the absence of pride, and it's the ability to be down to earth with other people. You know, in all circumstances, it's being respectful, showing respectful behavior to others. You know, um, it's having a humble heart where you don't think that you are actually superior or better than someone else. It's not arrogant, um, you know, it's not self seeking praise. Uh, there's this book that um, I came across, and it said it's called The Good Life. But it actually clarifies a misconception um, about what humility is not. So it says this, humility does not mean that you must see yourself as pitiful or as worthless. Rather, it means that you see yourself as God sees you. That's what humility is, that you are no better than anybody else. But humility is being willing to accept God. And the authority of God over your life. Rather than insisting that you're going to have the authority over yourself. You know, humility is a choice. If I could ask our worship team to make their way up, please, that would be amazing. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 6, it says, Humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. You know, when we humble ourselves before God, he will take care of us. When we humble ourselves before God, he will uplift us for a better future. Now listen to this, in God's time, not in our own time. I love um, what was mentioned before. So when we're waiting for God's time, my encouragement to each and every one of us is this. Continue to seek God for yourself continue to go deeper in who God is in your rel- personal relationship with the Lord while you're waiting for your miracle, while you're waiting for God to pull through for the situation that you've been believing for. You know, I wanted to share that uh, many years ago when I first started coming to Compass, there was this moment in my life where I became so upset with myself. I actually thought to myself. Now, I made all these decisions that landed me in a certain place. And I was so disappointed with myself, and I remember driving to church. Um, I remember even sitting at the back. But as I was sitting at the back, the worship team were on. They were on fire, you know, praising God, ushering in the presence of God. And, you know, the preacher was preaching. But here's the thing. I was so upset. I was so angry. I was so bitter with myself, with where I was in life. I was so prideful. You know, I just, I do not I didn't remember the worship. I don't even remember the preaching. I don't even remember till this day who was preaching. But you know, right at the end of the service, what happened was, um, there was an opportunity for people to come up for prayer. I was so stubborn with myself. I didn't want to come up, even though I knew that I needed God's help in my life. I wanted to live a better life for God. But, you know, I was so prideful. My wife would come up to me and say, come on, you should come up with me. And we need to go up and get this prayer. And I was like, I think there was a moment where I was even shaking. That's how stubborn I was, you know, holding on to this pride. But my wife was still encouraging me. She knew, I knew, we both had to be at the front. We both needed prayer from God. We needed God's. We needed a miracle. So here's the thing, church. Sometimes um, we might not remember who the preacher is. We might not remember who the worship team is. But the most important thing is that we have an encounter with God. And it got me thinking, you know, I thought to myself, you know, i got to go up. And in my stubbornness and my pride, I had to put it aside. And I walked up right here to the front. I had one of the pastors praying over me. I just started weeping before the Lord. This prideful guy that was trying to look tough at the back. And I was just crying and crying. But I cried so much, I couldn't get any words out of my mouth. And my wife was asking me, are you all right? And I was still sobbing. Boxes of tissues were coming through. And you know, more people came and started praying for me. But what I couldn't put into words was when they started praying for me at the, at the front, I felt this heavy burden on me lifted off. And there was this sense of freedom in my heart that I didn't even know was going to take place. Come on, we got to put our hands together for God. But here's the reason why I'm sharing this with you. I'm sharing this with you because of this. I usually think, what happens if I held on to that pride at the back there and I chose not to come up to the front? I could have went home still with my pride. I would have missed out on an encounter with God that freed my heart for that season, that helped me. You know, my encouragement to each and every one of us, God wants to see you experience breakthrough. That's God's heart's desire for you. You don't have to carry the burdens. We continue to give it to God. Amen, church? But you know, as we come to a close, now if we're able to say, God, you know what's best. Pride actually closes you up to God. But humility, it opens us up to God. You know, it starts with us and our willingness to admit And say to God that you know better. You're wiser God. I'm desperately in need of your grace, Lord. You know, church, as I'm sharing this, as fun as it was at the beginning, and I love that, love having fun in church. But you know, God's desire for you and I is for us to experience more of him to go deeper in Him. We want to keep coming in on a Sunday, leaving transformed bit by bit, glorifying our Lord and Savior in the process. So I'm going to pray for each and every one of us. If I could ask everyone with every head bowed and every eye closed, let us pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will draw every person here towards you. Maybe we have people here who are struggling with pride. Help each and every one of us to identify pride in our lives and then help us to repent from the pride. We rely on your strength right now, Lord, not ours, to cleanse us of this pride. We rely on your righteousness, Lord, not ours. We rely on your wisdom, not ours. Thank you, Lord, for always loving us and caring for us In Jesus' name, we say, we all say, amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together for God. You know, if you're here today and you've never had a relationship with God, um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray that prayer of salvation so that you can have a relationship with God. You know, we really believe that it's not for me to force anybody. Don't feel like you're being forced to make this decision. This is between you and God. So I'm going to give that opportunity to us now with every head bowed and every eye closed again. If you're here today, I would love the honor of praying for you. And You want to give your heart to God. Why don't you raise your hand right now? Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. You know, for those people who have lifted their hands, I see that hand. Church, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer with me. And we're going to believe, you know, in support of those people who have raised their hands. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm not where I want to be. I pray for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price of my sins. I ask that you come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, let's put our hands together for our God right now. Come on, we've got to celebrate the angels of heaven. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Encompass Church. If today's message has impacted you and you want to give your life to Jesus, if you need prayer or if you want to get connected to the church, please contact us at office at encompass.org.au. Never miss a moment by following us online. Search for Encompass Church on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.